everybody, before we get into the podcast, we have a special announcement to make. Special announcement! <laughs> We're going to be out in public again. Oh, I'm so excited. For the first time in, like, years. We are going to be at Anime Dallas. Conventions are happening again, yes. and we will be there. Anime Dallas 2021 is happening November 12th through November 14th at the Hyatt Regency Hotel DFW by the airport. Anime Dallas is one of the coolest conventions. We were there the last time it was available to the public, and we will be there again this year. So check it out. We're going to be hosting three panels, three panels out there at Anime Dallas. So we want to see you guys out there front and center. Yes. Participating with us, and it'll be so much fun. Be sure to follow us on all our socials at Assuming Pod. And if you want to check out Anime Dallas, go to AnimeDallas.com. We'll see you there. Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast. Featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And Brad over here. Yes, Brad's here. We have a special guest. Yes, that guy Brad is here with us because we're doing a round table, which we haven't done in a long time. That's right, and we are in fact in front of a round table. Yes. We're doing a round table. Long time coming. The movie was super delayed, so so was our assumption of it. There you go. It is Black Widow. We're finally getting to the Black Widow assumption. Dun dun dun. Hey, Black hey. Widow. So pandemic movies haven't happened. Give us a break. But it's here now, <laughs> and we saw it. And we're gonna talk about it finally. The twenty fourth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the first official movie of this phase, the new phase, I believe. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Phase, so that's phase, phase four. four. Phase four. Sounds like something totally different. It does. Sounds like some sort of weapon. Yeah. Or like a like a show, like a kid show from like the eighties. Phase four. This is Timmy, but he's also four other kids. <laughs> oh, see, you even have the premise and everything. Phase four. Come into fall come into NBC this fall. Well done. So a um, Black Widow is kind of a prequel, sort of? It's it's in its own kind of wonky place, really. It's an origin story without being an origin story. Smack dab in the middle of your timeline. It really isn't an origin story now that you mention it here, because like, I was thinking of it like it is Black Widow's solo movie. It's yes. her first movie that's just about her. Mm -hmm. We've and seen Black and Widow. And last. <laughs> and last, yes. Like, we've seen her. She's been a member of the Avengers for so long, but mm. this is our first sort of Black Widow solo adventure, her right. debut album, if you will. And since Black Widow is dead, <laughs> they, oh, spoiler what? Alert. <laughs> they had to do it. And yeah, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of spoilers, we're going to spoil all kinds of stuff. This is a spoiler review. Absolutely. So if but, you haven't watched, you might want to tune out. Yeah. But come right back after you see it. Yeah, and I mean, it came out so long ago. I mean, come on. We gave you plenty of time. Absolutely. So... Because uh, Black Widow's gone, and this is kind of a mid-quill. I don't even know what to call it. That's a great word for it right a, there. A mid-quill. Yeah. It's set between Captain America's Civil War and Avengers Affinity War. It's like in there. Oh, okay. Somewhere. So Captain America's Civil War, do you remember what happened there? That was the... It seems so long ago, because it was so long ago, but right. that was 
the big thing where Captain America had one idea, Iron Man had another idea. Yes. They had a big giant battle in Germany at the airport. Mm-hmm. I think that's when Spider-Man was first introduced right. into the MCU. Because Sony was like, you can play with our toys. Yeah. So Marvel was like, cool, here's Spider-Man. And then everything went crazy. And so Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff was on the run, along with so was Captain America. And there was various Avengers who wanted to, you know, stay with the governments. That was Iron Man and yep. his right. crew. Because of the Accords. Yeah, the Sokovia Accords? Sokovia Accords. And, um, and then, you know, there's the Captain America side of it, and they were kind of outlaws. Nomads. Oh, yeah. wait, no. <laughs> That's right, because they didn't want to be regulated. They didn't want yeah. to be right. under control. So they were on the run. So I guess I didn't ever think. Did you guys ever think? I wonder where Black Widow was in between. I mean, in the most passing sense that you do about any of them. You wonder, I wonder what so-and-so's doing now. wonder if they're thinking of me. No. There you go. Yeah, because the only hint we get at it is like the, the Clint Barton famous line. He's like, you and I remember Budapest very differently. Yes. It's like, what happened in Budapest? We kind of want to know. Yeah, and then she shows up with blonde hair. Yes. And so and but, a jacket with vests. I mean, a vest with pockets. Yeah, vest with pockets. <laughs> and I'd get it out soon. <laughs> vest with pockets. That was my one note. I'm done. <laughs> So this is just the story of what happened in between. Yep. And it does start with a little bit of an origin story. And the first set piece is Ohio in the <laughs> mid-90s. And as soon as I saw it, I went, oh, is this like Stranger Things right now? Right. Like, there was the appeal. You know, it was very Stranger Things vibe. Especially because we have David Harbour showing up <laughs> as know, the dad. Right. All right. Add, adding to that 100%. Kids on bikes. Like nice kid, little quaint neighborhood. Kids on bikes, quaint neighborhood. And uh, it's a nice little family scene. We see Rachel Weiss for the first time. There you go. As the mom. I, I, I like how everything unfolds and nothing is like obvious what's yeah. happening. You weren't spoon it's, fed you, about it. Not. It didn't feel like your average origin story. We yeah. didn't have to watch an Uncle Ben die or, yeah. or the Wayne parents get murdered at the theater. It, it didn't feel old. It didn't feel. Some of it was a little cliche. But that was okay, because yeah. it was all unique, and it was a character we really liked. So to see her origin like this was kind of neat. But to not be hit about the face with it was very cool. And then, like, the way they sneak us into it, yes, we're in we're in the idols of uh, Ohio, and it's quaint small town, but then David Harbour comes home from work, Alexi comes home from work, and you can tell, oh, something something's foul in Ohio, yeah. something is wrong. Dad, not dad, got some bad news. And yeah. then they start doing like spy language. It's like, remember the day where we had to, we say we would leave? Remember the day we were prepared for? That day is now. It's like, yeah. how long do you have? They're coming in like 30 minutes or something like yeah, that. He's he like, he's like an hour. <laughs> remember we're going to go on a big adventure? Well, that was great because that kind of brought you into it immediately and said, wait a minute, okay, hang on. They've prepared for this yes. or they know about this. So this is not your normal yeah, well, family. They have things to do. The, yeah. the the littlest girl's like, yay, and then is helping him with the rifle ammunition. Yeah. Right. And it was dinner time, so she's like, because she's a little girl, mm-hmm. was like, I'm still hungry. And he's like, I got fruit roll-ups in the car. <laughs> and I was like, fruit roll-ups. Yeah. Yes. I think that helps establish the time period. Yes. Are, are fruit roll-ups still around? Ooh, I don't know. I'm oh. sure there's a variety of rolled fruit <laughs> jelly type products nowadays. Yeah, they. Wow, you're right. Are fruit roll-ups still around? Let us know. Huh? Wow. 
because I don't think I've had a fruit roll up since the nineties. There you go. I don't know that I've wanted one since the nineties, <laughs> but I agree. I don't know that I've seen them since then. Well, we have to ask then. How would you eat it? Would you fold it? Would you just bite into it like it was a open piece of paper, or would you roll it? Rolling it would waste it because they're eating it way too fast. So I I kept it flat and bit off pieces of it. Really? Yep. I never did rolled you bite up my... or did you tear? I, I was a biter. Yeah. I got written up in school for it. But no. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Are you a roll up? Uh, I was. I was. In fact, I was an unroller and a remanufacturer. It was almost like food Play-Doh for me. Mm-hmm. You would make other things yes. like little yeah. people and stuff, and then eat them. There you go. You know, <laughs> I couldn't just pull it right off the paper. Uh, <laughs> I was a terror. I tore off pieces. There you go. Or if you had a, an abundance of fruit roll-ups, you would take one and I'd mash it up into a ball and just eat it in one yeah. bite. Oh, and who didn't cut eye holes in it <laughs> wear it like a mask, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I alone? I might be alone on that one. <laughs> so w- one of the first things that, that hit me strong with this is that the littlest girl, who's Yelena, she knows what's happening, but she doesn't know what's happening. Yep. Because I don't know how old she's right. supposed to be, like six or something. Something around there. And And so... The rest of the little Natasha, baby blue hair Natasha and David Harbour and Rachel Weisz are all, all have like these like grim looks on their faces. They're driving away from their house. Yep. And she's just like bopping in the back and she's like, play my song. And then they they play American. What's, it's not called American Pie. What's the, is it called American Pie? What's the name of the it song? It might as well be. The Day the Music Died. Day the Don music McLean. Died. Yes. But I think people just call it American Pie. That's usually. it. So you're getting this. I mean, it's perfect choice. You're driving past the Friday Night Lights football game. Yep. And you're saying goodbye to America, and then we get our first action scene with this like, car chase, right? With an airplane. That's it. And that's what we get. The first we get the first. Hey, David Harbor is somebody because he just takes a dumpster that's in the way and just kind of flips yeah, it when over. He flips that out. Yeah. And and it's so nonchalant. Yeah. No. It's so like they didn't wink at it a no. lot. They didn't really rub your face in it. No. He's like, Lincoln, you'll miss it. This is in the way. I need to move it. And then once the plane gets going, he's he's hopping on the wing and yeah. he has a sniper rifle and he's taking out guys like from shooting. shield. They're shield yeah. guys. That's it. And he's shooting a shooting a gun from the wing of the plane. You're like, uh, maybe there's something more to David Harbor. Yeah, it's great. So what do we all think of? Well, I guess we're going to just go by the set pieces and say, what do we all think of Ohio? Love it. What do we think of that whole set sequence? the scene well? Set kind of the whole story and the tone. I thought. Yeah, because. Like we said, this isn't an origin story, so it was cool to get that little bit of it yeah. and not just stick there and get like an Uncle Ben dying or something yeah. like that. So it was enough to tease you, get you comfortable, and then you start yeah. sensing things are weird. Yeah, because they land in Cuba. That's it. Yeah. But like you mentioned, after 24 movies, a Marvel fan or an Avenger fan doesn't have to be spoon-fed anything. You know, that's true. We're most of us are pretty well read into it, you know, mm-hmm. and understand what's going on. So we'll pick it up as we go. Let's get right to the action. Chop, chop yeah. is kind of how I felt about it. That's true. And Cuba is where we first meet General Drakov. Oh, yeah. All the Russian names in this. That's yeah. that's half we're, the fun. Wearing a 90s tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, little baby Black Widow Natasha Romanoff wants to go back to Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So you find that she actually already has some training at the age of what eleven? Yeah, or whatever. I got the impression. And like, just says, "I'm taking this pistol from this soldier. Don't touch my little sister." Yeah, and handling it like a pro. Yeah, yeah. Knows her knows her safety protocols and knows you know aim it aim it what you're shooting at kind of stuff. Yeah, that was I don't know. I thought that was. 
horrifyingly cool. It I was. don't know. <laughs> it was. Well, it brought it it made it emotional. Yeah. And it shows that Black Widow cares about family, even from a, a young girl, you know? It was the only family she'd really known since she was, you know, brought up into that. That's it. As we can assume Elena was, too. Yeah. So that's almost that was almost like a cold open, because the credits, the opening credits kind of happen after that. That's right. Where they play the scary piano Nirvana cover. <laughs> right, Which right. I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of like it, but I also kind of don't it, know. Yeah. The cover itself was well done, yeah. but I think that trope of the modern slowing down of a popular old song yeah. is sort of overdone to yeah. me at this point. Because right. it's like in, there's like six or seven trailers that do that. Every Zack Snyder trailer, I think, has that, yeah. that right. going on. That so. super slow mo, high speed yeah. film look. That's and- it. I think they should have done. So ultimately, as we go through, th- this is a spy movie. Yes. More than anything. True. And as such, it has lots of nods to James Bond. It has lots of nods to Born Identity, La Femme Nikita. There's so much right. stuff it has nods to. I think that instead of doing that with a Nirvana thing, they missed the opportunity to have some like original song by a high-end sure. musician like they do in James Bond. You know how they like Adele do one, and you know and they have, always have someone do like the main title thing. Yeah. And it's big power ballad yeah, kind of thing. I mean, you're already going to do a slow song, right? I said, you know? just get somebody, somebody and do an original one. Yeah, but then you'd have to have the cheesy, like, on, like incredibly on the nose lyric, like Black Widows going from Cuba <laughs> to Budapest. <laughs> they don't have to sing the movie. That's what they do in a Bond movie, though. <laughs> but no, that would have been way better. I, don't I, know, I, just, I would have loved that. Yeah, but we get to see the montage of what happens to them, and then. Okay, this is something that bummed me for a, a second. Did you know that there were black widows? I think it was always implied to me. But it's never stated. It isn't. Like, I didn't realize that Black Widow was almost a title or a rank or right. a skill they achieved. You didn't know that? Either? No. Okay, because I'm sitting there going, because that's basically what you see in the intro titles yeah. is like them gathering all the black widows. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that there was a red room, and I know that's where she was, like, brainwashed or whatever, but I didn't know. Like, I thought that it was, like, Black Widow, and then, like, one of the other girls would be, like, Red Viper, right? you know, right. or something, you know, and the, it was just a code name. That's it. Like, you know, they're not all James Bond. There's James Bond, 007, and there's 008, who's, but, who the heck knows who that guy right. is. Right. But. <laughs> but then we find out that, holy cow, yes, there's this whole graduate yes. of women who are... Like widows. Yeah, who are super spies just like her and bring their talents to bear in trying to capture them. So that was interesting. I didn't know that. My one nitpick is, like, as much as I didn't want this to be an origin story, this is sort of all we get for the Red Room schooling. And, I like, not that I want to see people get brainwashed and turned into, an, into assassins, but that's sure. also kind of cool. Like, I want to see yeah. assassin training, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to see some of the missions, but we don't really get that. It's more no. after the fact. And it goes back to that thing where they're just giving you just enough to let you fill in the blanks and kind of come up yeah. with your own imagination of it, your own design. So we smash cut over to the feds close. We think they're closing in <laughs> on Natasha. I mean, we'll, just, we'll just call them all by their first names. It's easier. That's it. Instead of Black Widow. Now that there's Black Widows, it's confusing. She's one of many. So we'll just call her Natasha. So we think they're closing on Natasha and because she's talking to that what, secretary of something or other 
who's after her. Ross is his name, yeah. right? Yep. Secretary Ross. I don't know if he's like Secretary of Shield. I don't know what his title the, is. Yeah, he seems he's like he's Secretary she- Ross. Yeah, he's Shield government. He's a guy in a suit for sure. Right. And she's talking to him on the phone, and we're like, oh, they're closing in on her. And then she gets out of the bath. They do a nice switcheroo. You know, <laughs> she gets out of the bathroom. We're like, oh, no, there, there's going to be a big fight. And then she's like on a ferry in a fjord somewhere. Right. So far away from wherever they are. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's her. <laughs> well, because we've seen that kind of behavior yeah. before. We know she's got stuff like that in her bag of tricks. Yeah. That's what she's been trained for. That's right. So we find she's in Norway now. Oh, yep. And this is where we get the introduction of... This is one of my favorite characters. I'm going on record. Let's go. Rick Mason, the fixer. Yeah. Former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. He's got a couple of great lines. Yeah, he's great. Uh, The actor who plays him is O.T. Fabinili. Fabinili? I don't know how to do his name. He's he's a British of African origin, Mm -hmm. and his... He goes by OT because his first name is like super long yep. with lots of O's in it. Yep. He went the Hollywood route. Yeah. He's like, you can just call me OT. Yeah, we'll just call him Which OT. is cool. But I mean, he is great. Yes. I mean, he's great. There's another thing they don't hit you about the, the head and shoulders with. It's obvious they have a long relationship. Yes. It's obviously they've worked together mm-hmm. before and they have a long history. And I think that's cool. And you get all that. You get a sense of that just from the quips they just make at each other. Quick little things. Yeah. And, and that's, again, they're not spoon feeding you anything. She's like, this is all you can get me? He's like, well, you only gave me so much money and time. This is what you get. That was so it's, awesome. It's so great because as we are a podcast that grew out of a gaming group mm-hmm. that is such like gamer and with your npc it's like well this is all you could get me you know it's like he you know his he has a fixer skill and he rolled what he could roll and he got what he could get <laughs> that's right you know turns out you get a jalopy some hot dogs yeah. and a length of rope <laughs> right oh but that's the oh i i want to i want a guy like that a supplier a fixer in my life that just says like man i need this in my life he's like here you go i was like right. where'd you get that he's like i can't tell you nope <laughs> did he get it from budapest or budapest uh Bud- yes. Budapest? Budapest. 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 I, I thought that was I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I love the all the little Marvel yes. Marvel humor clips in there. So now we know that Natasha's hiding in Norway and then we kind of get a smash cut to find out what happened to her sister sort of. Well, you know, Yelena, yes, the other Black Widow is with a whole bunch of other Black Widows. And they're going after a rogue Black Widow. Yeah. Black Widows against Black Widows. <laughs> and so we get to see a little a little bit of what you wanted to see, a little bit of a mission. Yes. With Black Widows. And mm-hmm. them operating. Yeah, them operating. And Elaine is obviously the head of it. She's the leader of the group. And they get made. The target sees where they are, and they have to go after them. And there's a nice little chase and a fight and a knife fight. <laughs> and then there's like... This weird red smoke happens, like a smoke grenade or something. And suddenly, Elena's like, what am I doing? Oh, my gosh, I just killed my friend. What's happening right now? That's it. Yeah. So there's some kind of mind control that just got broken by some crazy red smoke. That's right. I like that as a character hook, though, for Elena, that like she... She gets out of the system because she realizes, oh, they're turning me against my own. Right. Like, I could see, like, if you're in sort of an Eastern Bloc country, you know, you, you do what you do to make ends meet. It happens to be getting kidnapped and trained to kill people. Hey, be good at your job. But it is cool that that's, she doesn't go against her own and that turns her against the whole program. I like that. That's right. 
So then we come to find out that that vial of red dust, there's a bunch of vials of red dust. Mm-hmm. And the person that Yelena just killed is like, save the rest of them. That's true. And hands her the little case filled with all the vials of red dust. And then we see the case later back in Norway. Right, right. <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out. Oh, uh, here's some stuff from the farmhouse. Yeah. And it's just like, she's like, shush, throwing all that stuff out. And then he's like, well, you're going to have to take it to the dump because so... She's driving to the dump, and we see that we see it. We're like, "Don't take that to the dump, yeah. Natasha. That's important. That's a MacGuffin. <laughs> that is. That's the MacGuffin <laughs> case. It's good letting the audience in on the bit. We know it something is. that the main character doesn't know, and that's always fun. And that's when we get again. I I like how it's like action. Here's some stuff. Action. <laughs> right. Here's some stuff. Action. No, it's got great beats. Yeah. So the next beat is the introduction of. Taskmaster. 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 So what do you all think of Taskmaster on the bridge fighting uh, Natasha? Not after Natasha. Actually, after the MacGuffin. the MacGuffin. Great scene. Really great scene. Have some concerns about further Taskmaster in the movie. Gotcha. But the intro, the character presentation, the hi, here I am kind of moment was really pretty awesome. And you see just how talented that person is. And just for the fight sequencing alone, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like the old Captain America fight scenes with as much as they're using the scenery mm-hmm. and they're like throwing things at each other and like yeah. using what's available. It's not just like punch, 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 you know, back and forth. It's actually like grappling and cars are falling over and the bridge yeah. might collapse kind of yeah. fight scene. It's pretty cool. And I guess Taskmaster is a mimic, so can take all the fighting styles of anyone that... They observe. Right. So has a Captain America shield. That's what makes me wonder. Has a Black Panther fingernails. That's right. Has, I don't know, what else? Other things? Yeah. Oh, no. He has Hulk strength arrows. Clint Barton. That's right. Bow and arrow. Yeah. That's so comic booky, and I like that principle. Yeah. But that could be such a cheat in the wrong circumstances. Well, sure. I don't think they did that for this movie, but like saying, you know, here's this villain, and he just copies all the the heroes you love. You're like, nah. Try a little harder, right? But that's a little too. They didn't get really nuts with it. Like for being that's that per, like that's Taskmaster's power. They do balance it pretty well, right? I had never heard of Taskmaster before. This. Yeah, Mikey and I were talking about that. I had limited exposure. I want to say I remember Taskmaster from like the old Marvel cards of the nineties, mm. and remember reading past it, the Marvel masterpieces. Yeah, and I don't think I ever focused or had a comic that was focused on and I don't even remember. Yeah. And, but now, in my mind, knowing very little about the character, I was sure it was male. Now, I mean, shame on me for assuming, but that's why I thought later, I, I think what's Task- explained, it struck me as a little different or odd. I think Taskmaster was like a floating head in a hood, like a floating skull in a hood in the some of the comic books. I, I remember something about that where it's like, like it's very supernatural, and huh. it's and it's, mo- it's like r- enhanced robot almost, or like something, something in a. We're so yeah. ignorant about this. <laughs> we're, but I guess what we're saying is, is that we didn't have the opportunity to get as mad as a lot of people right. seem to because we had no affiliation with Taskmaster ahead of time. No. I got you because I think that's where a lot of the you changed Taskmaster, and I was like, I didn't even know who right. Taskmaster was. <laughs> So benefit okay. to us, yeah. That we, yeah. we don't have expectations, so it's hard to let them down. Well, and let's speak to that for a minute. Yeah. I went into this with very low expectations, not knowing what to expect, and I was constantly surprised. Mm-hmm. So, so Natasha, of course, being awesome, pulls a switcheroo. Yeah, Taskmaster thinks that they 
get the MacGuffin box, and they do get the MacGuffin box, but the MacGuffin isn't Not in the it stuff anymore. inside it. The old yeah. switcheroo. Nat took her her trusty hairband that she had and wrapped <laughs> it around the things and shoved them in her pocket. That's it. So she has the vials, but also with the vials was a picture of her and her little sister dun, from dun. a photo booth. Where did that come from? Only she knows, like, how many people know about her and her sister? Not too many, I can imagine. So off to Budapest. Pest. 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 (laughs) Off she goes. Now, I'm going to say right up front, this whole Budapest (laughs) sequence, (laughs) like, made the movie for me. Okay. Front to back. I get it. Because she shows up, she obviously knows this is her safe house. Yeah. She goes to like a special area, knows right where a gun is, right? Gets the gun out, mm-hmm. then goes over to the door and starts picking the lock. And then we hear like, "I know you're out there," <laughs> you know, right? From the wonderful Florence Pugh, yeah, as Yelena. And so then good. We get this awesome sister fight. Just. Goes to a draw. Right. Of course, because it's Black Widow versus Black yeah. Widow. You've got these two trained killing machines that are at the height of their, yes. their senses and powers and abilities. But not only that, they are, you know, bunny, air quotes, they are related. So, yeah. like, they know each other as yeah. well. So, uh, that's always fun. Like, who's going to win? Because, like, it's an even matchup. Right. Yeah. They fought to a draw. It was great. They were choking each other yes. out with <laughs> curtains. It's curtain for you. There you go. I had fights with my brothers and my sisters. But never like that. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't a trained assassin either, hopefully. Hey, you don't know. We don't. So this whole that whole fight scene and then the other Black Widows show up. Yeah. To to um, crash the party. Crash the party. And then we get a over the roof chase with the Black Widows and we get Taskmaster shows up with an APC and we're going through the we're going through the town. We're on we're on a motorbike and and then a car. (laughs) I mean there's this was like straight out of born it was identity yeah. to me. This was like a hundred percent. That was the, like one European of the famous place. cities chases. Yeah. Absolutely. And I loved it. I mean, I I like the Bourne movies a lot, mm-hmm. especially sure. the first one. Every time I'm in a car and I'm seeing if the car has the thing where it shows the tire weight on it, the PSIs, <laughs> I always think of him like turning the wheel and going like, <laughs> Oh, the left one's a little low. And I was like, oh, man, imagine having that power where you can just know what the tires are by feeling how the wheel right. turns. <laughs> anyway. All you, have to do is, all you have to do is be mind-controlled and somebody can train you to do that. <laughs> but no, that entire scene, that entire uh, setting just had such great pacing and, and it was just frantic. And and it was just one thing after another. It Florence Pugh as Elena is just so great through it. Just oh, her, so yeah. wisecracky and so just steals the movie from here and then later on absolutely right after this point when the the aftermath scene where they're in the gas station mm-hmm. yes. she's making fun of her doing the black widow the pose, pose and the stuff. superhero you're such a poser i mean you know i, I mean I, i'm just sitting there like who is this woman i've yeah. never seen florence Pugh in anything before there you go and she's just sitting there stealing i'm like okay scarlett johansson i you're great but you're being like outshown absolutely i mean it's like if this is gonna be like the new black widow now 
<laughs> well, it was one hundred percent on board. It was going to take somebody of strong character and, and personality to be able to even hold their own against Scarlett Joe. I know, you know, because she's such a, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, with her posing and yeah. let's be honest, she's yeah. a very, very pretty woman. Yeah, and her personality and yep. the way that play, that character plays, mm-hmm. it was going to take a real powerhouse performance. Yeah. And boy, did she deliver! Yeah, and she's man. got so many great lines, and yeah. she's so funny. Yeah, I just love the like you said the jacket yeah. part is like one of the best things ever. Where they're driving in that yeah. car, she's like, she's, "You know, you think this is cool." Yeah, she's, I knew you would think <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> so many so fuckers. I use it for so many things. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's great. Now I have to. There, here's a. I like to find the stuff people were mad about. We talked about Taskmaster. We don't know. We didn't know. So it doesn't, right. And this just does kind of bump me, but also I don't know what you do. So everyone understands Russian. Yes. So we have like some people talking with accents. Some people don't. Sure. You know, they know how to do an American accent because they lived in America for three years. Yeah. Then sometimes they speak Russian and it's subtitled. That's true. So which why, which one is it? I mean, you think? I think a lot of I it think was that they would see. I think that because they spent three years in America together, they default talking English to each other because that's what they did when they were kids. True. And I get it. Mm-hmm. But she probably shouldn't have a Russian accent because she was like, what, three years as a little kid in America? Maybe, but it's implied that then even after that, she winds up back in the program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she only recently got the antidote to her mind control. Okay, so then, so the argument for that then, okay, see, you guys are helping me. (laughs) The argument for that then is as a kid, you're going to take on the accent of wherever you are, especially (laughs) through your teen years. And if you're with a bunch of Russian girls... You're probably going to... Yeah, okay. That's right. fine. Yeah, all right. We're on board now. Now, that doesn't explain why when later on, when they run into their parents, yeah. why they have Russian accents because... It's for exposition yeah. for the dumb American <laughs> audiences who can't keep up with stuff like this. I know. I, I, I get it. Asterisks. I get it. But, but for me then, don't ever have them speak Russian in it. Right, right. Don't ever have Rush subtitle Russian in it because then you can pretend Hunt for Red October... Oh yeah, where they're actually speaking Russian, but we're inter yeah, yes. we're hearing it. Yes, but we understand Russian suddenly. But because of how it was blended like that, right. you feel like that kind of takes you out of it a little right. bit, or right. just confuses you, gives yeah. you one extra thing to think about. Yeah. But that I don't you didn't want to have to worry about, about exactly. while you're enjoying exactly. this movie. Exactly. I oh, get but it. good call. Hunt for Red October did that so well. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that if they never had anyone speak Russian in it ever? Yes, and only had accents. I would. Ex- I would. Assume people are speaking Russian when yeah. they're talking with an accent. That's it. Probably. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Black Widow doesn't have an accent when she speaks Russian is because that would be weird because she's never had an accent in the way we know right. her. Right. So, As we know her. I don't know. I was just like, well. Uh, <laughs> especially when. Well, we'll get to it. That gave you a brain itch. Especially though, huh? later on when we first run into Draco. Alexei. Alexei. Oh, yeah. And, and he's only with other Russian guys, but he's speaking English. Right. They're all so speaking d- English in the Russian sense. prison. Yeah. Anyway, but that's where we go. That's the, the next part after that's Budapest. It. That's it. Because uh, we, well, the, with the whole interaction in between the sisters, we do learn that uh, it was Yelena that sent the antidote to uh, Natasha. And so now they need the next piece. It's like, who do we talk to? Like, who do we who do we go to to figure this out? It's like, well, I guess we can go break that out of prison. Right. Well, because the, is... and, and the problem is, too, is that Elena tells Natasha that the mission she did for S.H.I.E.L.D. to get her defected mm-hmm. was a failure. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Which she did not know. And almost a double failure because she blew up a child Good in order job. to accomplish it. 
Good job. You made a supervillain. Yeah. So <laughs> you made a tortured hero. That's right. So Dreykov ran the red room that Natasha came through mm-hmm. and was basically her boss. And in order for her to defect to shield, she had to give up where he was. And he was supposed to be in a building and they rigged the building with bombs and they were going to blow him up. But the only way she could be sure that he was in the building is if his daughter was coming to visit him. That's right. His school-age daughter was up there, and she gave the word, yes, he's in that building, and then Kablooey. Right. There's your dark moment for your hero. Yeah. And then so she assumed that she killed Dreykov and the daughter. Yes. But Yelena just said, no, you just killed the daughter. Dreykov's still out there and running the red room. And he's the reason why I was brainwashed and why all my friends are brainwashed and going around the world killing people randomly at his will. Yeah. And for Natasha, it's like not only do you have trauma from that event, the event wasn't even worth it. That's right. So Natasha's like, okay, I want to go kill him now. Yes. And Yelena's is like, sounds fun. Let's do that. (laughs) Yeah. I've got nothing better to and do, and like, I've got all these pockets. And, and, yes. and now we're back to the strangest buddy movie ever. And they're like, well, where's the red room? And Yelena's like, I don't know. And we're like, I think we'll know who know. Let's go talk to our old dad, the former Red Guardian. Red right. Guardian. And who doesn't love a good prison scene? Yes. You know? So then we go over to the prison somewhere in Russia, probably Siberia, some Siberian prison. I it does look cold. But talk about an over-the-top Russian prison scene. Well, sure. Like, he's know. getting tattooed while he's arm wrestling, and I think they're sneaking in drinks. Yeah, well, like, they had to sell us how tough he was, you know. But, but it's like, oh, like, this is Russian prison. Right. There are no weaklings here. You must arm wrestle and get tattooed. It's like, all right. Yeah, it is it, Yeah, it is kind of stereotype heavy-handed, right? <laughs> well, I love how it even kind of, at that point, the movie chooses this point to poke fun at him and at itself by saying, Hey, wait a minute with the whole, how did you actually fight Captain America? Yeah, you know, that's one of the other questions that comes up in this is that while he's sitting there arm wrestling people, he's telling war stories and he's like, he's like, when I fought Captain America and and then one of the guys is like, when was this? And he's like, I don't know, 84, 85. And the the guy's like, Steve Rogers was still frozen then. And then you're like, oh yeah, he was. How can you? So... But here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, here's yeah. the thing. All right. Is that just Alexi being braggy? Right. Or did he actually fight a Captain America in the A early Captain 80s? America, yes. Or did he fight a Captain America back then or something? So, not in the eighties. But but the question is, is that could Steve Rogers, when he was supposed to be laying low and married to oh. Peggy Carter? Could have, he have had to come out of retirement once? Could he have been working? Or off and on? They've already told us that there was Captain America in Korea. That's true. You know, an African American Captain America. Yeah, he wasn't like I mean that that super serum program wasn't just a one and done yeah, for Captain right. America because like I mean yeah. it it looks like the Red Guardian was part of the Russian version of that program. Sure, right. Kind of like you know Russia had its own right spacewalk going on with the U.S. like that whole thing. So are, is that a like little? Because Marvel does There's everything so on purpose. More. Oh, yes. They do There's no accidents. So Definitely no accidents. Makes me wonder if something interesting is going to come up. Well, I, and why not? I think because his character harps on it so much, like it, it is so meaningful to him that he was like Captain America's adversary. Yes. Right. Because he asked, like later in the movie, he's like, Did Captain America ever say anything? Yeah, right, right. You know? Right. right. So, uh, like, maybe the stories were embellished or he's adding to it, but I really do think, like, 
that was his purpose. He was made to fight Captain America. And he sure. did come close, but I, I guess never vanquished him or whatever. Yeah. I think it's, man, that it's exciting. That's exciting. Just the fact that, and I don't know if you'd get David Harbour back for that and youngify him. I don't. He was so great. Yeah, David Harbour was so great in this. And his uniform still fits. <laughs> hey, yes. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> so stereotypical prison scene, but it is a fun escape. Absolutely. That, that's done. So Natasha and Yelena show up in a helicopter. Because, they, of course. Yeah, because, well, they they wanted a jet, but, you know. <laughs> You only get you only have so much time and money. Rick, you're gonna get yeah, a jalopy. Yeah, Rick yeah. Mason is like, what do you want me to do? Uh, and I think uh, the helicopter was so you know it was definitely the it best was like choice. A Sikorsky Russian perfect Big, gigantic thing. Yeah, yes, that was an exciting scene. That was a great. I love the helicopter scene when it's getting when Elena's the pilot, but she's getting shot at by the machine guns, oh, and yeah. she just starts yeah. getting annoyed. It's like, right. all right, fine, we'll do this. Uh, right. And she goes and grabs the rocket launcher. Yeah, <laughs> she's. <laughs> She's like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to use a rocket launcher. So good. And then mm-hmm. she did so much with just her body language in that scene. Yeah. Oh, man. But a great action set piece. My one nitpick is no way they're grabbing somebody, like, hanging from a rope and swinging by on a helicopter without, like, dislocating a right, shoulder. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. But, you know, I mean, if I we're it. all superheroes. We're all, we're all superheroes here, you know. But there's an avalanche coming. There's yeah, pr- because of course gar- there is. The inmates are, you know, going crazy. <laughs> yeah. The guard, oh, it's, it's a, I mean, a like, nice set piece. It's got to be, like, it's got to seem totally, totally uh, bizarre and, and, and just all the odds are against them. I mean, I'm telling you that this is that kind of stuff, though. That's like straight out of James Bond movies. Yeah. I mean, an, oh, an avalanche coming while you're trying to escape. Absolutely. I mean, that's so like James Bond. I'm glad they didn't do the, like the inflatable boat to ride down it because I think they did that in James Bond when <laughs> yeah. there was an avalanche. <laughs> oh, man. So they rescue Alexi, the Red Guardian. I really liked how like they sent him a Red Guardian action figure. Yes. Yes, like, like knowing that he'd play with it. Oh, so yeah. the head popped off and the earpiece was in there. That was hilarious. But they find out that he doesn't know where the red room is either. Yeah, but he knows who does. Yeah, but he knows who does. His old wife, their old mom, Melina. Melina, played by Rachel Vice, the great Rachel Vice, the great Rachel Vice. Where where did you fall in love with Rachel Vice? Mummy. Same. Yes, and she was great in it. Yeah, Mummy. I guess it was Mummy. Is that the first time? I think it's the first time. Like, well, we'd seen her in two- some other stuff definitely before that, but that was she definitely stole yeah. the show. Yeah. So we find out that Milena is now on a pig farm. <laughs> so they head over to the pig farm. It's I just, it's so they're in the helicopter and oh the fights. They're and like the, they're the like banter. They're, they're like they're like it's they're like it's really far away and he's like it will make it and then the next scene is the helicopter <laughs> falling out of the sky <laughs> oh, i forgot about that humor. humor yeah that, that was a great comedic bit yeah. just like <laughs> very heavily auto rotates yeah. <laughs> they all walk out of course because they're you know superheroes yeah oh my goodness and that's that was the scene where he was like He's like, so does Captain America ever talk about me? <laughs> and she's like, you want to talk about yourself? You haven't seen this in 20 years, and you want to talk about yourself now? And then we start getting into the family tension of, like, you know, now we know the stories. Like, right. he, had to, he gave up his daughters to these programs. But it was pretty cool. I like how they did the Red Guardian, the Alexi character in that, like, I did what I thought was best. He, that's I did, what he did. That's I did right. it with the best interest at heart. And it makes for a really compelling spy dad rather than just, like, 
oh, the, like my boss made me do it. Yeah, you know, but like he had such limited choices as it was. So yes, he he did the best for them by them. Yeah, the I Just love a lousy that, excuse that part where he talks about how like. I'm so proud of you. Your ledgers must be dripping with blood. <laughs> you know? It's really funny. He's uh, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. so we get the whole pig farm scene. The whole family's reunited. We get the, honey, we're home. And, you know, <laughs> After no, being I don't know why everyone sounds like Borat. But anyway, <laughs> when I do it, when I do it. This pig farm scene, I personally loved it. A lot of people thought it bogged the movie down. But I think that the... Four actors in this are so strong. Yes. They're so powerful that I just, I loved it. It was great. It was. It was also a great spot in the movie to catch your breath, yep. find out a few more things about the characters, and take a last break before the crazy act three. Yeah. It was a little bit of a downturn compared to all the action sets we do, we had, but because of these four actors and because of really good writing, like we we get the sense of all the history that's there. Yes without over-explaining too much. We know that uh, Yelena and Natasha had gone through the Red Room and they have conversations about that, but like they reference Ohio and it's just in passing and sort of quipping back and forth at each other rather than being like, hey, remember that time where blah, blah, right. blah? Like, it's not exposition heavy. It's just a, a dysfunctional family scene. So it works. Uh, I have one nitpick that comes in with Rachel Weiss as far as like the end of this scene when i mean if we can get to it now but she's the one that calls drakov uh-huh. and the end of the scene is drakov's men come and try and you know get natasha and yelena and, and alexi uh it seems a little like you can't really buy which way rachel weiss is going right you know like you can you buy her as the mother that's part of the unit maybe she's on the same team but then she betrays them and gets drakov's men like it, it, it's sort of wishy-washy and not really explained all that well. At least, not not that I picked up while I'm watching it. But sure. I don't know. The justification for her actions wasn't really there, and that kind of bumped me a little bit. But like I said, that's nitpicky. Yeah, and then you're mad about it for about ten minutes, and then you it's know, a, yeah, I'd, it resolves yeah, later. I'd, yeah, it, it didn't really bump me at all. I mean, Natasha tells her, you know, you're a coward. Yeah, you're an idiot. She right. says to Alexi, and you're a coward. Yeah. She says to her old mom. And that seemed to be like a, yeah, that's a coward thing to do. Yes. Like calling. We got to remember, these were all bad guys, you know, yeah. from our perspective. Yeah, we're right. watching a movie about people it, who are all bad guys. Right. Yeah, because Melina know? was the essentially the head scientist in charge of the mind control that yeah. they're using on Black Widows. And this right, is where we find right, that out. Right, right. This is so it's we... like, oh, you're a legit bad person. Right. I mean, she's obviously, you know, a masochist because she makes the pig suffocate itself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I but, forgot. That's so yeah. But we also find out that this technology is what was stolen that's what the three-year program in America was for. Yes. That's what was stolen. This mind control formula right. was made by S.H.I.E.L.D., but she mentions, like, actually Hydra. <laughs> right. When S.H.I.E.L.D. was run by Hydra, it was being made in wherever Alexi was inserted into, wherever he was working. Mm-hmm. He's the, For three years, they gained the trust, and then he stole the formula, and that's why they had to run away, because they had stolen the formula. And then she took the formula and improved upon it, made it better. Like an evil villain. Yes, right. Like an evil villain. Which is why so, because then her actions, when she does call Drakov, it does kind of fit with, you know, she's probably not that great of a person, you know? So it is kind of in line. That fits, but then the very next scene, she's helping out Natasha. After being called out once, like, I get it. 
But if you're that cold and ruthless, like, and she was coerced just like everybody else. Like, she was a black widow in her own right. I think she mentions that too. Yes, like, she, she was a black yeah, widow. Yeah, she went through the program. So, like, she's a victim in this as well. Right. But, like, either be a jerk or help. I, I, it it I goes back and forth too much. Do you think that she may have called Drake off when they first showed up before they had the conversation? Oh, that would that might have worked a little I'm bit saying? better. Yeah. See, and I think it all works and resolves itself as a plot mechanism because without it, we wouldn't have been able to get to right the, the red, red room. room. Oh, for sure. Which is the next part? We go to the red room, which is Bespin. We find out yeah. that's what it's <laughs> right. to find Cloud right? City. It's a city in the clouds fascinating set piece yeah there's a whole there's another scene in here that people say they think dragged but i don't i think a lot of people were watching we've talked about on this podcast so much Mm -hmm. that the beautiful thing that the mcu has done over these past movies is they make the movie based on the character style it's if it's ant-man it's a heist movie yes right so this is natasha romanoff so they're making a spy movie Mm mm-hmm you know, they own, the only ones that are superhero movies are really the guys who are superheroes. That's it. And I really can't think of, I mean, maybe that would be the Thor movies, I guess. But, I mean, for the most part, even Spider-Man's like a teen movie, really. That's kind of how they structure that. Absolutely. Um, and that's the success we've said is the MCU versus DC because sure. DC's always trying to, like... Let's just make it dark and brooding. Yeah, or let's make an action movie. Right. Yeah. Shove a superhero in there. Doesn't matter which one. Just yeah. wh- whoever's available. So... This is a spy movie. So some of the stuff in here, if you look at it through a spy movie lens, you're getting a great spy movie. Yeah. But if you're looking at it through a, like a action movie, superhero movie lens, I can see how you think certain scenes would drag. That's it. And part of the thing is once, once they get to the red room, Natasha, quote unquote, and <laughs> Alexi are put in a, a prison. They take Elena to like look at her brain to see why the red dust worked, the antidote worked on her. Mm-hmm. They want to see what was broken and fix it so it can't happen again so the red dust won't work anymore and then quote unquote Milena is taken up <laughs> to see Drakeoff and we soon find out that they had like some cool face yep. swap stuff so as actually Natasha with Drakeoff and Milena's in the prison. Speaking of spy movies that's some Mission Impossible yeah, stuff yeah, right there. Mission Impossible stuff. Now the whole Natasha and Drakeoff in the office yes. scene a lot of people thought that they're like what's going on it's so draggy and uh, stuff but to me that is straight up spy movie yeah. the villain monologuing gotta have a monologue yes the, the denouement yes the villain is monologuing to the to james bond here but this is natasha romanoff is it this is the classic that's right 007 like why don't you just kill her yeah yes. but actually there's more there's a better reason because he wants to have her under his spell again. Yep. And yeah. she doesn't want to just kill him. She wants to bring down the program right. and find out exactly. everything about it. Exactly. Well, so there's a better reason than almost any Bond movie. Yes. And he, that was his scene. That was his chance to establish himself as the big bad guy. Yes. We knew he was a bad guy, but now he's going to show us a little exactly. bit. Exactly. And that was a great scene. A lot that's of funny. angst, a lot of anger that's, between them. That's Ray Winstone, man. That's like he he's done that in Departed. He's done that in Sexy yeah. Beast. He he has that like vibe of like I'm well put together. I can wear a suit, but cross me and I will kill you. Yes. And now we alluded to it earlier. This is where we find out that Taskmaster is actually his blown up daughter. Oh, no. Never saw that coming. 
I didn't really see it coming. I didn't see it coming. No, at all. <laughs> I didn't which see is it. why, I, which is why I. Again, I mentioned I went into it with zero misconceptions or, or ideas. I didn't have any expectations. I didn't know who Taskmaster was. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. It's not what I had. That's not the canon I had in my head. But I didn't have any fact based on it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I didn't know who Taskmaster was. But the little I did know about Taskmaster, I don't think that's part of the character originally. Like, that was all I thought. You know, so if that is the case, fact. if they model Taskmaster to fit into this story, I kind of poo-poo it a little bit because it's 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 too neat of a button. It's too easy sure. of a hook. Like, remember the girl that traumatized you? Here she is. Right, and it's gonna but seem that's, I, that's so that's so James Bond to me though. Oh, very true. It is. True. That's so spy movie. It is. But to think about to your your average diehard comic consumer. Oh, yeah. Who went into it knowing exactly what issue Taskmaster first appeared in yeah. and knew all about it, was really excited to see Taskmaster on screen, and then <gasps> it's Dracov's daughter. Yeah. Then I could picture right. the the well actually kind how, of moments. How many people is that though? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not at this table. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't see it coming. So I mean, props yeah. to them for doing a cool reveal. It was a nice reveal. And the technology behind the character was neat. Yeah. The way they kind of explain that whole, oh, she's a cyborg kind of thing. Yeah. And adds to why Drakov wants Natasha so bad. is like, yeah. you did this to my family, so yeah. I'm going to do the same to your family. Right. Yeah. He didn't strike me as the most sentimental guy. So No. Because he's using his daughter as a weapon. Right. And then he sends Taskmaster off to take care of the rats in the basement, which yep. is <laughs> Alexi and Milena got loose. So, and so did Yelena. Yelena got loose. I, again... I love how it's yeah it's part of it that I don't think we've ever seen and I'm not trying to like make anything out of this mm. but I'm just saying a such a snarky female character well like, like previously you know, it I mean, was Natasha getting those lines right. and stuff like that so it runs in the family it it does but and it it was kind of fitting just the, the I I don't know just the whole comic relief stuff that like she is the snarky funny. Yeah. And yeah. then they got Alexi being the big oaf thing. Mm -hmm. I love when he's like talking into an earpiece that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. It's hilarious. Right. He's like, I wanted to tell you. He's like, you don't have an earpiece. They can't hear you. I mean, but anyway, I, I just love like the she's on the, the table about to get her like brain taken out of her head. Mm -hmm. And she hears in the earpiece they shoved in there that, that like there's a blade in your waistband and she's like what that was all she needs there's, you know it's like like what what and she's like what and is they're like huh it's like well what are you going to do to me I, was just, I, just, I don't know it just struck me as no her delivery she's got yes. great comedic timing yeah, she's well, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's sure of herself and cocky yeah. and arrogant and fun in that way and she, it's she, around this time she does the pose she drops yeah. out of the vent or something yeah, yeah, she makes a face she, I love she, it. she does another face and then she stands up and goes like Ugh. Right. <laughs> she like, like shivers it off oh, I mean, so it's good great yeah she's got the best body language yeah. and she's just really good at that a uh, secret favorite of the, this movie for me is definitely Yelena. Yeah, I just stole the movie. Yes. Uh, so Taskmaster goes down to to so finally Alexi can smash stuff. Yes. So that's fun. And then we get to find out that Drakov has these like a pheromonal lock on all his Black Widows, even the old ones. Even the old right. ones. Right. So Natasha can't even hurt him. Built-in failsafe. Yes. But 
she knew that because Melina told her. Yes. Yep. We see in a flashback. So basically, she has to not be able to smell him, like, but have like her nose broken. Yeah. So she's goading him into punching her, and he's too weak to break her nose. Yep. So, so she, she's just getting she smacked around. Do it for yourself. Then. You know? Yeah, I love that. She's like, uh, you know, I was hoping you would be able to break my nose, but you're a weak old man, so I'm just going to have to do it myself. And just woof. That was, yeah, that was a. It was woof. Yeah, yeah. that was a. That, that made me go like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Great resolution because I was getting really grumpy when they were explaining it. Like, right. oh, wait. She can't kill him because she smelled like plug your nose and oh, punch see, him. Like, like how hard is that? Didn't it? Like, but to oh. actually be like, oh, you got to sever the nerve because yeah. it's pheromones. That made it a, justified it for me, and I was on board. But I and you're back on board with Rachel Vice, right? Yeah, because she's helping we're out. We're mad at her anymore. <laughs> see, that only lasted ten or fifteen minutes. <laughs> that little brain scratch you had there. But then why make me mad at her in the first? Oh, the emotions still confused. So I'll have to watch a good it. roller coaster of a movie <laughs> takes your emotions up and down. Yeah, and Alexi's fighting Taskmaster. Yelena is gonna go try and free the widows. Yes, she's gonna find the antidote, which she finds in a freezer, and is gonna go help free the widows. And Melina is gonna land the ship, but she can't because Drakoff makes her, and you know, makes yes. her by she's made. You've been made. You've been caught. <laughs> That's what I mean. Catches her and locks her in a room. So she has to do the cool, awesome, I gotta crawl through the vents. This is a spy movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That checked off a box on the bingo card for the movie. And I just love how she pops out and then like all the those those soldiers, those stormtrooper guys, whatever they were, they go they were really cool looking. Right. And they're like, Melana, give us the gun. She's like uh, I guess I'm gonna have to take this down the hard way, <laughs> and just like shoot, it's <laughs> a grenade just into the into the sure, engine. Sure, sure, done. Why not over that giant fan? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. over the giant engine. It's oh. efficient, efficient way to take. The, if you're ever stuck on a evil bad guy's flying fortress, <laughs> Bespin thing, shoot an engine. I wouldn't know which one to shoot. Right? I mean, I well, should, she it, did. It, she was involved in. Building it, she said she designed the oh, the, that's right, the prison cell. So I would think she probably did other stuff on that's there right. too. That's it. I would have shot the wrong one, and then like my only eye fall off the bridge. <laughs> but that sets up possibly one of the most exciting final acts. In, oh yeah, this uh, is in an action movie. This is or in Marvel. A movie. Yeah, this is straight up Marvel action sequence. Yes. What, what are we doing here? Over the top. Yes. See, but also nods to Mission of the like. We got get some skydiving yeah. parachute action. This is <laughs> Mission Impossible. Right. They've done it in Bond. They've done it in Bond. They do it in all the spy movies. <laughs> if you're not having someone jumping out of a plane in a spy movie, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you, are you doing? doing with your time? Right. But they had them better than jumping out of a plane. They're jumping out of a flying city or falling whatever. city thing yeah. that's exploding and falling apart on itself a, and a no longer flying city it's no, crumbling and it piece, was incredible there's that, debris and pieces and i caught myself kind of holding my breath a little bit during a couple right. of those moments so natasha breaks her nose and is able to beat the crap out of Drakeoff. but yep. then the widows show up so he's able to escape with his stormtroopers while natasha's having to deal with all the widows like 12 of her yeah right but she in her sleight of hand was able to steal his ring that unlocks his little like right. his little console. That's it. Yeah. That shows all the widows all over the right. world. Is that what it was? It was yeah, it was all the widows all over the world. And I like how like 
he's leaving. Dreykov's like leaving with his stormtroopers, and he's like, "Oh, my ring!" And he's like, "I gotta go back." And he turns around, and then like something blows up, Kaboom. so he can't go back. So he's like, "Oh well, I guess <laughs> uh, that was great." And then Natasha's getting the. There's too much for her. There's too many widows. Yeah, she okay. can't deal with it. But just in the nick of time, here comes Elena with the, all the vials wrapped around a grenade. <laughs> that was it. I love that, was that awesome. slow mo. And then it explodes, and the dust is coming down. Cool sparkle effect, yeah. and we get all the like the 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 girls going like what? Is the fog clears. Right yeah, great. To your language point, it was pretty cool to see that some of the widows, like they weren't all just Russian girls. Like no. some of them had yeah. different accents. Yeah. It applied they were from all over the world. That's it. Yeah, they were so. like from all over the world. Natasha is able to download the location of all the widows onto a disc, I guess. Um, but conveniently plays flash drive. Yeah, flash drive. Uh, and she and Yelena and the widows make their escape. Drakov's escaping. Um, they manage to lock Taskmaster into one of the prison cells. So Alexi and Milena are escaping. So everyone's getting out. We get the, oh, man, this was like, like, uh, are you going to kill my favorite character that just showed up now? Right. I thought the same thing. Like, we, we got one of those hover jet things, whatever yeah. the heck it is. And Drakov's in it with all his stormtroopers. And then Yelena's up on the top of it. And she's got one of those crazy Black Widow fighting staffs or yep. whatever. And she's like, I'm just going to go ahead and just jam this into the engine here. Because yeah. like Brad said, if you want to take down a bad guy, <laughs> right? just jam something in his engine. <laughs> she's like, this is a good way to die or whatever she says. Uh, yeah. This would be a cool way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, because she's laying on the table. And she's yeah. like, "This is not a cool way to die." <laughs> yeah, because earlier with the avalanche, she's yeah, like, "Well, right. this would be a cool way to die." Yeah. <laughs> so great, such a great bit. Yeah, but it, I thought you, I thought they were going to kill her. I off. did too. Yeah. I was kind of like, convinced. It's a character we like. The audience isn't really familiar with, right. so it would have been a fair game to make her a red shirt or right. a white shirt, whatever she was wearing <laughs> yeah. at the time. But uh, instead, she just gets blown away from the blast and starts falling through the sky with yeah. the city and the planes and everything. Incredible. And pieces. And, and we are given confirmation that Drakoff's dead because we see his glasses blow up, basically. Right. It's, I kind of liked how that they did that. Well, that was how neat. It's just like, because he had those like black rim thick glasses and they made sure you saw them leave the explosion yes without seeing the rest of his parts come yeah. up it's a good way to pg-13 blow something it up was because what they were opinion. allowed one or two bad words yeah. and you know they could have if this was deadpool you would have seen Drakov's head probably yeah, Just go, Whoop. yeah. <laughs> but of course natasha's on the on the case and goes down scott now this was great while I was, while I was watching my one of my kids was in the room and they're like Oh, of course she's going to be able to catch up to her when people fall. The same. I'm like, people don't fall at the same rate. If they uh, skydivers can go faster sure. if they put themselves in an arrow thing. It's Not true. everything travels at and, terminal velocity. No, and I and I was like, and look, I'm like, Elaine is just kind of like flopping and flipping. Yeah, so she's ragdolling it. And I was like, I've known skydivers; they can go faster if they. I was like, that's perfectly plausible, especially if they're a superhero. Yes. Perfectly plausible. You don't know how fast Avengers can go. Exactly. No, I, I buy that sequence. That's a great sequence. Yeah. Uh, there was one beat where she like goes through the open bay of a helicopter. That was kind of neat. And she's falling. Uh, a little oh, silly. Oh, come on. It's over silly. the top. It's got to be. It's great. You know? It's great. But, uh, I mean, having a fight scene, a fight sequence in the sky. In the sky. We get Taskmaster yeah, back. Taskmaster comes out because the, the prison cell blew up, probably, yeah. so it was able to get out. Man, Here's the thing. I have to give this props, and I don't know how they did it. I do not know how this movie did it. We know Black Widow lives. Yes. Or Natasha. At least for a while. We know Natasha. Well, <laughs> we Sorry. know Natasha lives through this. Yes. 
Yes. Because we saw the next movie. But there was never a time where I was like, it wasn't like I was like, I don't care. I know. I, I was like on the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, yeah I, and still how did they do that? Well, that's 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 a great point because that's some of what I brought into this, you know, because it kept getting bumped and the movie kept getting pushed back mm. and release kept getting pushed back. And finally, I was kind of like, well, I mean, I'm not as excited about the movie anymore. And is it a story that really needs to be told? And then, holy cow. All the plot points, all the fan treatment, right. everything for it made it a really enjoyable movie. Right. And I did, like you, I was on the edge of my seat. I kept waiting to find what, what was going on, and I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. They, they classic Marvel, classic, you know, well-handled. Right. And with Kevin, I didn't have that thought. Like, you know she survives, yeah. and I'm usually guilty of, like, if I know, like, if it's a prequel, you know, oh, they got to get to the sequel, so how bad can it really get? But I didn't have that thought at all for that last right. sequence. That's true. I don't know how. The, it was great. So pretty much all the good guys make it to the ground. Everybody's got a parachute or yeah, close to a parachute. Works. Yeah, and uh, Taskmaster is still wanting to fight, but Natasha still has a vial up her sleeve. Yep, one, like, like one of two at this point, one right? One of two, yeah, has a vial up her sleeve and tries it on Taskmaster, and sure enough, it works. And now Taskmaster's like, is he dead? <laughs> like, oh, didn't have a great relationship with your daddy. Right. Yeah, you're one of you? us. More, yeah. And here comes um, the shield guys and everything to arrest Natasha. That was kind of interesting. The we had a, we have a nice little family thing at the end. Everyone's <laughs> lovey-dovey. The the widows land to take everyone else away. And Natasha's like, here's the drive with all the widows in the world, and here's the one thing left. And mom's gonna have to make it. And That's I right. Love you guys. Get out of here. I'll deal with these guys over here. We never get to see what how they were dealt with. But they must have been dealt with. Right. She didn't get arrested. Who knows? Yeah. I would say it'd be, <laughs> you could put that in the next Black Widow, but there's right. not going to be another, no. well, not another ScarJo Black Widow. Right. So everyone gets away. We get a two weeks later. Uh, we get to see one of my new favorite characters again. I really hope they use this guy again. Oh, he should be the, stuff. yeah. I mean, he was, he's like the new Colson to me. Yeah. Like yeah. he's the new like. Well, I don't know who that guy is, but I like him a lot. It goes back to your Bond movies. That's Q. He is Q. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But this time, Rick was able to get her an actual jet, a Quinjet. Yeah. Quinjet. How'd you get your hands on a Quinjet? <laughs> With enough time and money. <laughs> uh, so, and then off she goes to the next movie. That's it. That we saw. You know, and they play the theme and everything, and. Off we go, and then we move on, and don't leave. It's a Marvel movie. Never leave. Never leave a Marvel movie. Never leave. And the end credit scene on this is we're in Ohio. We get to find out that the empty grave, I guess, of Natasha Romanoff, because her body's in space somewhere. Yeah, that dimension. Yeah, it's right. realm. Right. <laughs> unless, I mean, unless, unless like Doctor Strange or something went to get it. Uh, I mean, if Marvel wouldn't put it as an Avenger. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe it isn't an empty grave. Anyway. There's a headstone there. Yeah. And we get to see Elena visiting her sister's headstone, which it looks like she does a lot. Yeah. She was cleaning and taking care of it and everything. And it's a real emotional scene. And you're kind of like, oh. And then next thing you know, there's Julia Louis-Dreyfus again. Who we still don't know exactly what to think about. Right. Valentina Fontaine. That's yes. right. Ayla Fontaine. The Countess, right? Countess. Yes. And apparently they have a working relationship, and apparently she has a next target. That's right. And apparently her next target is the next Marvel property. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. 
Clint Barton. So, so does this mean we're going to see Elena in the is show? Is she the bad guy? Because everyone's been wondering. I hope oh, so. Gosh. Yes. For, I was already excited for Hawkeye because I like Renner. You know, yeah. you're getting Haley Steinfeld, which is I'm on board with. She's awesome. But if you're going to throw Florence Pugh in there too, holy uh, cow! Day one, I'll be sitting there <laughs> with my popcorn already. Jeez Louise. Yeah, and I know you can research this stuff, and I know you can look it up, and I know there's Reddit's, and I know there's things that'll give you behind the scenes stuff. But I want to go in a little cold. You know, yeah. I don't want to oh, know yeah, too no, much. No, no. Like, because I don't know much about like. I don't know what Clint did with like the West Coast Avengers and all that post Avengers stuff after Endgame. I don't know any of that, so I'm just kind of going into it cold and and wide eyed, and I'll enjoy it because I do love that Hawkeye character. Though, because we have the Countess there, it looks like they really are truly setting up the Thunderbolts. Yeah, with, yeah, because the Countess comes from Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes. and she takes over a U.S. agent who is yeah. now the disgraced tried to be Captain America. Yep. So what what is going on? She knows right. the U.S. agent. She knows uh, Yelena. Who, She's putting together a B team. Who I think is is becoming a character because that last scene, Yelena's outfit seems real deliberate, like a reference yes. to something. Mm. Like in the colors and the way that they sort of frame the shot. That, that really 70s looking outfit, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it may have just been costume for that day. Yeah. But it seems like they were hinting at something. Mm. I just, I'm not versed in that side of Marvel sure, to yeah. know. But I'm curious to see what they do. Because we know, like, old Captain America becomes U.S. agent. So that's right. a person. So, like, well, there's, is there somebody from Thunderbolts that you There's the White Vision. Is he part of that, too? Oh, yeah. You know? The Vision without the right. the Soul Stone? You're right. Because he lived yep. at the end of WandaVision, and he wandered yeah. off and was yeah. like, guess I'm going to go do my own stuff. Right. So he's out there. Yeah, it's a new property for me to get into. I don't Fine. know that Thunderbolts. Again, it's like I'm, you said, nothing they do is on accident. Yeah, nothing they do is on accident, except for maybe the Eternals not doing as well as they thought. But anyway, we'll talk about that when That's we see they it. Put them in Halloween costumes. But again, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we see it. Anyway, so now it's time to do our pizza ratings. So out of yeah. eight slices of pizza, eight being the best, one being the worst, or none. I don't think we've never done none. Nope. Um, uh, we can add toppings to boost to do halves and stuff, but we always start with the guest. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Bradley, out of eight slices of pizza, what rating uh, would you give? Not to sound Black pandering, Widow? but I could give Black Widow eight slices with the little pepperoncinis. A little mm-hmm. side of pepperoncinis there because it was hot. Yeah, it go. was hot, and I don't mean to sound like a huge fanboy, but I the movie surprised me. I don't really have anything glaring. Nothing bothered me about it. It was a really good time. I watched it for a second time with some of my best friends on a giant inflatable screen in a backyard, and we mm-hmm. loved it. It was a great fun flick to watch with your friends. Yeah, it was everything it needed to be, and it was awesome. So I'm giving it eight slices. Wow, yeah. there you go, eight, eight out of eight. Slices. I like it, Mikey. Where are you going with this? Well, first, uh, uh, double up on Bradley. Also, uh, shout out to Not Scott for setting up that projector. It was a it was a good movie night to have. Yeah. We've we've had conversations about being in a theater or watching stuff on TV. This was like the perfect middle ground because yeah. it was like our own personal theater. Mm-hmm. So a good time watching it there. Uh, Florence Pugh gets her own eight slice pizza. <laughs> oh, Absolutely, yeah. just for her. Uh, for me, I really didn't have much desire to see this movie. Um, I didn't really see the need for it. But having said that and having watched it, I had a great time. Uh, so I'll put it at five out of eight slices. Uh, the Rachel Vice character bumped me a little bit. Uh, 
the the action was a little cheesy, but like I mean, I went into it thinking it was going to be a one slice movie, so it definitely boosted it up. Right on. All right, for me, I, I was a lot like Mikey. I didn't want to. I was like, okay, Black Widow in <laughs> yeah. the middle of. I didn't. I don't know. That I didn't know what they were doing. It's like like we said, a mid quill. What the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. But man, this movie surprised the heck out of me. Yes. I was delighted. When I watched it again, I was delighted again. This is probably one of my top three Marvel movies. Wow. Nice. Um, The only problem I have with it is the language thing. Figure out what they're going to (laughs) speak. But otherwise, I don't have any problems with it. I'm going to give this seven out of eight Supreme. Nice. All All the toppings. All the toppings. So it could be eight out of eight with cheese, but that's boring. I want seven out of eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. you. You lose the slice over, figure out the language thing. Do a hunt for October or something. Absolutely. Uh, but this was great. And we also want to do, we do want to shout out our producer, Not Scott. He would usually be here at this round table, but he is out dominating the Texas band uh, marching band the, competition. Yeah, marching That's right. Um, so congratulations to the Hebron band. Yes. They're state right. champions, right? Congratulations. New state uh, champs. Yeah. So, heard it here first. And heard it here first. And uh, Scott was a part of that. So way to go, not Scott. Way to go, Bailey. All right. So we want to thank that guy, Brad, for being here hey, with us thanks, in person. Guys. I and, really appreciate it. And doing our announcing. We also want to thank Not Scott Productions for our equipment, Jazzar for our music, and we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Hit us up at Assuming Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, assumingpositions at gmail.com if you want to send us a letter. Mikey, how do you want it formatted this week? Uh, Russian microfilm. I want a little, uh, I want a stolen good. spy flash drive. Uh, yes. Drop it in a mailbox, put it like a thumbprint weird symbol on it so it's mysterious. Right. Awesome. We want to hear from you. Let us know. So we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week. Rest in peace, Dean Stockwell. Take care.